right now on VFN TV. It's going to be filled with prophetic words of encouragement from Cindy Jacobs, from Rich Vera, and also from Perry Stone. It's going to bless your heart about President Donald Trump, a move of God that's coming. You've been praying for 40 years for loved ones. God's about to turn them, turn their hearts to him and so much more right now on VFN TV. Welcome to VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. That's L-I-G-H-T, light, with your host, Greg Lancaster. Welcome to VFN TV. I'm Greg Lancaster, and joining me just a moment is John Ramos. We're so excited to be able to share with you so many new prophetic words, what God is saying over His people. And if you notice, our last few programs have been loosening a lot of prophetic words because we need a language, a new language it's coming from heaven for where we're going and what God's about to do. As a matter of fact, I think about Cindy Jacobs. She was at the Conference of Prophetic Elders, and she got a word what she was seeing for 2017. Let's listen to Cindy Jacobs right now, a word for 2017. Well, you know, these are, these are very respected prophets, Sid, but also those coming up underneath us, Bishop Hammond, James Gall, Dutch Sheets, I mean, really, Rick Writings from Israel. Uh, bottom line, the number 17 means complete victory. I like that bottom line. <laughs> I like that bottom line. That's right. Overcoming to complete victory. And I want, I feel the anointing of God, Sid, when I am saying this. There are some people who have waited and waited and waited for their breakthrough. And this is the breakthrough year. And I want to tell you, if you'll stand on this word, no matter what, slimy things the enemy tries to do. If you stand up and say, no, the word of the Lord is, this is my breakthrough year. It's going to happen. Well, okay. Does, I know numbers and names are so important in the mm -hmm. Bible. Mm -hmm. Does the year 2017 have prophetic insight? Yes, it, because the number 17 means breakthrough. And in the Hebrew, as you know better than I do, 5777, this is the year of the crown sword, meaning great authority is coming. The sword of the Lord is going to cut off deception. It's going to cut off evil intent of our enemies. It's going to be cut off. The enemy is going to be cut off at the pass, as we say in Texas, good colloquialism. And so, you know, God is going to do this. In fact, you, I know you know this, but when President Trump was inaugurated, he was 70 years old and seven months and seven days. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Five, seven, seven, seven. What are the odds when God put all this together and many prophets prophesying about Trump coming into the office that he would be exactly that age? You know, even if you weren't for him, that might give you incentive to pray for him. <laughs> Well, what, what is God showing the council and you about President Trump? Well, you know, many prophets have said he's the 45th president and he's a Cyrus. And, you know, Cyrus I, built the temple uh, for the Jewish people. I mean, exactly. not only that, the Bible said he would do it a couple hundred years before he was even born. Yes. I mean, talk about the authenticity and the accuracy of the Bible. And can God do it today? Of course, if we believe. And I, and I know that God is getting ready to pour out the greatest awakening America has ever known. Amen. I'm telling you, it is, we're in it. We're in it. Not only that, 
This is the year, the 500th anniversary of the Reformation of Luther. And October 31st is Reformation Day. But I want to tell you, this is the time to reform America. Back to God. And so, you know, I, I believe that, that God called him to do this office. And I really feel that he came to know the Lord. And, and as he came to know the Lord, and as we pray, God is going to anoint him. You know, we mobilize in our 50-state prayer network coast to coast for this first 100 days of administration. The first day, we had 48,000 praying for him. My goodness. Yeah, 48,000 on Facebook Live praying together. That's so awesome. I think about you know, the way back. Dutch Sheets just uh, printed this book, had it written and put out in January of this year. It is a book to have the way back and uh, breaking out of a status quo and finding the wild in you. Because it's, a, it's definitely a year, of beginning of the year of Reformation. If what we were doing was working, we w wouldn't have all the difficulties that God had to deliver us from. And He did deliver us from. Great mercy was shown as we've been talking about on the program. But now we have to begin to reform, reformat what we've been doing. You think about that's a reformation. It's like maybe we were doing it this way, but now we need to do it this way. One example of that is that when I think about a, a statistic taken by George Barna about worship, so many people now have believed that worship, it, worship of God is, is only music. They, they think this is worship, and now it's time for teaching. Now it's time for discipleship versus our whole life is worship, that music's just a part of it. And one of the statistics that uh, George Barna got about worship in the church, church is approximately 81% of, of regular church attenders believe that, that the music, the worship is about them and not even about him. So we're just, all we got to do is just reformat that. You know, Wait a minute. You know, I, th I think what Tommy Tinney says is really good. He's got this wild idea that church is about him. You know, That's about us coming together for God. So it's, it's so encouraging. Reformation is here. It's coming Begin to think about, you know, getting out of the rut. And really a rut is nothing but the grave with two ends kicked out. It's like, you know, it's time to rise up, realize God has called us to a season of mercy. And, and, it's a, and this is new language that we're losing. It makes me think about Perry Stone and the prophetic word that he got about President Donald Trump in regards to, I mean, what happened when you saw the elections? If you saw November the 8th and you watched through channels, every channel, you heard people say things like, what? They just couldn't even register it. Well, God already spoke that through Perry Stone. Let's go there now. So I start looking at number 45. Y'all ready for this? Mm -hmm. This is crazy. If you take the 40 and the 5 in the Hebrew alphabet, it's ma. Not mom, but ma. Do you know what the word ma means? What? It means what? what? Yeah. Okay. yeah. It means what? In Israel, if I was, he say, was talking, Mom? I'd say, Mom? What? What did okay. you say? Here's what's going to happen. Everybody mark this down. Whoever gets in, people are going to say, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're going to say. Remember, what? How did this happen? What? What is going on? What? Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Biblical numbers have meanings, right. and they do correlate with the Hebrew alphabet, which is God's alphabet. It's God's language. And a lot of clues or hints, as you know, the rabbis have four levels of interpretation. Remez is one of them, which means a hint. And it doesn't necessarily tell you specifically what will happen, but it will hint to it. And a lot of times in studying uh, prophecy from the Hebraic perspective, we get hints, not necessarily a direct word, but a hint to say, look out for this. So I think that was a hint. <laughs> uh, no, that, <laughs> was a real, real hint. that was a real hint.
That's so exciting when you hear that. I mean, truly, when, if you go look at it, we were all praying, we're all believing God you know, for the election. And everywhere you saw people reporting, you know, the conservative news, the liberal news, I mean, just some bubble on the street, they all were saying the opposite of what God was going to do. But we prayed. We prayed up to the last moment as you heard uh, Pastor John Kilpatrick Church of His Presence and what we loosed, what God showed us and what God has shown Dutch Sheets with Dutch Sheets Ministry and Cindy Jacobs and Patricia King and all these prophetic words coming down that God said, it, you know, tragedy was there, but God has given mercy to us. And that's what he did say about the elections. But what is he saying to the Lord? What is the Lord saying right now about President Donald Trump? Well, Perry Stones, Perry Stone got a word from the Lord about what's he saying about President Trump now. Let's take a look. Well, let me just say this, not trying to be, I'm not going to drop names or anything, but uh, the person who's been his pastor for about 10 years, because about 10 years ago, he had a real experience in his heart, a heart change. Uh, been his pastor for about 10 years. Uh, I can tell you that for a fact, I don't know, uh, I, I go back as far as I was a kid, Nixon and Reagan and, you know, Bush and Clinton and, of course, President Obama. There has not been, to my knowledge, and I have known guys in the Secret Service that guarded presidents, four presidents, five, you know what I'm saying. So I'm, right. I'm, I've been around a while. Uh, but I can tell you that he surrounds himself with more believers, not professed believers, not people who say they are, but in their heart are actual believers. And he listens to their counsel. Uh, I don't want to get, get any kind of inside thing or discussions that have been made, but I think whether a person has voted for him or not, especially if you call yourself a believer, uh, think about this. At the inauguration, I'm sitting in a room with 400 other believers at the Reagan Center just watching this. And the name of Jesus got more attention that day than any inauguration I can ever remember. Okay. You know what? And, and, I, and I, can, I, can I say this? And I'm not going to give away too much. But when, when, you, when you pray those prayers globally, they tell you not to say the name of Jesus. Every other administration will say, say God or say the Lord. Uh, he, those, those people who prayed were told, I quote, Pray what the Holy Spirit tells you to. Amen. And that's amazing. That, that, that normally does not happen. I think that's pretty amazing. As you saw, you know, on our program, we always close out with prayer. But what we closed out with in our earlier programs a couple, couple weeks ago were the inauguration prayers. All the Christians and the, the rabbi that prayed at the end of uh, the, uh, uh, the inauguration that took place. It was very powerful at the beginning and the end with Franklin Graham and, and uh, others as well. And God, he's, he's surrounding himself with ministers. I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember when uh, he was on the journey and he was in his boardroom? He hadn't become president. He wasn't even on the charts yet, really. And the ministers came and got together in his, his uh, boardroom in Trump Towers and began to pray for him. Well, one of those ministers uh, uh, had told uh, a minister friend of hers in uh, uh, New Jersey, who communicated that to Pastor John Kilpatrick, that she had led him to the Lord back then, about a few, you know, a few years ago. And so we're seeing more things said about Jesus Christ and His name honored than any of these past presidents that said that they profess to be Christian, or these senators or congressmen. I mean, he unashamedly is just saying, you know, he said, let the Spirit lead you, is what he told the ones that were praying right there, the Holy Spirit lead you. So this is exciting days. And we're going to be talking more about, you know, we should be discerning that as the church. God is going to respond to that. And so then, you know, Sid asks Perry, you know, what's God saying to you now? That's what he did say. But what is he saying to you now uh, uh, prophetically? What is God speaking to you now about where we are? Take a look. I love what Cindy said. She's so right. But I'm going to add to what she said. 
The 17th letter of the Hebrew alphabet is the letter uh, Pe, which the symbol is the mouth. And this is the year where blessings are released, but blessings come through the confession. With the heart you believe, with the mouth you confess. And I did a teaching at uh, ROCI Center on Tuesday nights. We have service. And I talked about 2017 from the Gregorian calendar, the number 17. You know Bible numbers mean things. They have meanings. And so that symbol is the mouth. And what I see of this year is believers must learn to, in order to obtain victory, to know how to confess the word with their mouth. We can no longer just pray and sit back and wait for God to do it. We have to begin to claim with our mouth the promise. But I want to say something else to the church. Now, everybody pay attention. This is, and I taught this, the year to learn to shut up. This is the year to learn when to keep your mouth shut. Could it be that the presence of God will be so strong there will be immediate consequence as opposed to taking forever? I'm I'm telling you, my youth group never heard me preach this message, and they were in a big conference, and the Lord said, this is the year not to talk about each other, not to talk about other believers, not to criticize other people. And for believers even, let's just, and I know uh, President Obama uh, got a lot of criticism, and some of it was very undue because people just didn't like him, and President Trump's getting the same. But when believers cannot recognize that the name of Jesus was spoken, the the Lord was exalted, God was given credit for protecting us, and you're surrounded by believers... Okay, Jewish. There's there's Jewish rabbis there. There's Christians there. There's there's believers there. His top uh, advisor uh, is Jewish. His e- son exactly. So in, so in other words, we have got to look beyond. And I get so tired. Everybody getting their information from the media. Since when are we as believers called to pay attention? to what media people who don't even believe in God are telling us. Amen. We should be hearing from the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, when we con- and, you know, and, and when we confront people, when, we, when people are confronting us or we're confronting people, we have to learn to say, you know what, enough's enough. Keep your mouth shut. I don't want to hear it. And so this is the year to claim the blessing by taking the word and confessing it as never before, releasing the power of God. And I feel the anointing real heavy right now. But the other part of this is believers have to learn, quit going, look, can I say something? You have Facebook, I have Facebook, great media. But since when do you have to post on Facebook your opinion when you were never asked to post your opinion? I mean, why do people always think that when you post anything, they've got to give you their opinion when you didn't ask for it? This nose, I want to take my glasses down. See this nose, how big it is? It's not as big as it was when I was a kid because my face filled out. But look here. You know why it's big? I kept it out of other people's business and gave it a chance to grow. Okay? So there's a word. That word, that word is learn to speak and learn when not to speak. That's so important to be able to hear that because all these prophetic words that we're loosing out over you and, and the Lord's revealing, you know, that's what we got to get confessed. That's what we have to be in agreement with. And I mean, some of the America's most favorite programs on television is judging folks and who's going to win the contest and who's guilty and who's this. And it's like, and then they, they, they bring that into their lives. And it's like, you know, we're not supposed to be judging like that. There's not something we always need to say. And remember when you say it, it's a permanent record. We should post on social media with fear and trembling because it becomes a permanent record and people actually think you know, that God may have revealed that to someone or not. And these words are so important because God is changing our dialogue. He's given us a language for where He's taken us to, but we've got to begin to confess it 
like uh, Perry Stone was, was talking about. Listen, we have so much more. We're going to be talking about the, the Satan's manifesto over America. What is he trying to do and how to pray against his strategies? Join us after the break. This is VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. I want to thank you so much for joining us here on VFN TV and the Daily Radio program. Every single day, we are on the air talking to the world and encouraging you by bringing the light, keeping the conversation light. And we also talk to you in many different ways as well. One way is at the VFN Torch. If you go to VFNTV.com and click on the torch, our program that we have for years now with all these pertinent topics of the day plus things that you need to know is right there for you where you can go back and, and educate yourself on a particular matter. You can share things with a friend. You can listen to us and, and in addition in SoundCloud as well. You can share things audibly with other, other listeners out there and other viewers and friends. There's just so much available to you at VFNTV.com. In addition, think about this. It's we come to you in the air, broadcasting in the air, in your pocket, which is on mobile devices and online. We're all over the world and we want to be able to bring encouragement to you. And we do that one way with our app. You can go to uh, your app, Apple App Store, you can go to Google Play Store and, or your Windows Store and, and get your app and download it. The, the app is called VFN TV. Of course, you go to VFNTV.com. We have our little uh, area there. You can pick which app you want to be able to download. It's just so exciting to know that no matter where you are, we want to be able to encourage you. I don't know if you knew about this, but also you can sign up for our Torch newsletter. We have a gift for you for doing that. You just go to VFNTV.com in the upper right-hand corner and fill out that little information and immediately a free gift will come to you. One of them is prudent preparation. Hopefully it's going to come to you and teach you how to probably prepare for the day, uh, what's happening in our culture today and how to think outside the box. And it's just something we want to be able to give to you, plus some other gifts as well. And I also want to make sure that you have a chance to be able to become a VFN TV partner. We have a whole partners area just to say thank you. It's a it's special area, special events, green room, things we have available just to give our partners, just to be able to say thank you. Imagine anytime you can log into the partners area. Why? Because you partnered for any dollar figure at all to be able to, to, to just say thank you. Things you can share with your friends as well. Also, we have VFN Kingdom Business Partners, a whole nother area to be able to focus on the seven spheres of culture. Just very encouraging. And finally, I want to encourage you, maybe your business, maybe you want to become a business sponsor. Um, those are the ones that are standing with us, that want to keep the conversation light, that want to impact their community, but also want to be able to share their business, their service, what they provide for their community. You can do that by going to vfntv.com. Thank you so much and thanks for watching. Welcome, welcome back. This is so exciting to hear what the Lord is doing. We are losing even more prophetic language. I mean, think about it. You, you know, you begin to learn how to to to, your, to read and learn your vowels and your alphabet, and you, you start building words and sentences and yeah. ideas and concepts. Well, we're coming out of a season that that the language that was having to be used in that season will not work in this season. Mm -hmm. And so we're nonstop. We have so many things we like to talk about as well, but we want to first get this out. We want to give you this language. When you hear what God is saying, get an agreement with heaven. 
you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so you're seeing these breakthrough, a victory in all areas of your life. And, you know. Uh, well, it's important because we know that prophecy is an invitation. It's not a guarantee. Yes. So you is. want to cooperate and partner with God and right. move into this new season of, of blessing and overcoming right. and breakthrough. And you don't want to use language that doesn't work in a season. And it was proper in the past season, but this season, I mean, right now, for example, Perry Stone is talking and prophesying about a word of, over America. What is, what is Satan's manifesto? Because you're seeing things, and so often the churches begin to define things off the natural mm -hmm. and not the spiritual. And so they're trying to naturally resolve it, you know, politically, um, financially, not realizing this is a spirit. This is a natural manifestation of a spiritual happening, mm -hmm. and you're watching a lot of racial division that's been sown by the enemy, by spiritual enemy. He wants to come down. Satan's name means devil. The word devil, the reason I call it deviled eggs is because that you divide the egg in half and you beat up the middle of it. <laughs> well, devil is one who gets in between and divides. And so what the devil does, he tries to divide. We cannot be divided as a church. We're just one church. As a matter of fact, that's part of the word, the strategy of the manifesto of Satan. Perry Stone talks about that now. As a matter of fact, let's go there now, Perry. Well, let me just say this, that that there is a plot and a strategy in the United States of Satan himself. And here's the reason why. We are the nation, still are the nation, that promotes the gospel through Christian television. Most of your network's headquarters are in the United States. Now, some are overseas, but most are in the United States. We are still the leading nation for sending missionaries out. The money that comes to support missions comes predominantly from the United States. We are still predominantly the nation to take care of widows and orphans, build Bible schools, print Bibles. So the, the, the job of the enemy is to somehow try to affect, in some way, the ability of the body of Christ. And the body of Christ is large. It's not a particular denomination. It's people whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life from all over the world. That's the body of Christ. But it's his job to disrupt the plan of God. And I'm going to tell you what I see, and I just want to share this from my heart at this moment. One of the things I see, and this cannot happen to us, is the enemy is doing his best to create a racial division again in the United States. And if we as the body allow this racial division to come, uh, I know of a great gospel singer, won't name her, but she just got a cancellations from a lot of African-American churches because she happened to be at the inauguration. Now, I want to talk to you for a moment as believers, okay? We're believers. You may be white, but if you're in the kingdom and your name is in heaven, we're family. Absolutely. If you're black and your name is in heaven, we're family. If you're Hispanic and your name is in heaven, we're family. Yes. We have got to stop this mess Amen. where we make everything political in the body of Christ. Amen. We say, well, I'm of this or I'm of that or you support him and you didn't support that. So we're going to divide over this. Blood should be thicker than politics. Amen. The blood... You know, the, the, the New Testament taught that we are one blood through Messiah. Yes. That, and, that, and this is the reason why, why, and we know that ethnically there's Jews, ethnically Gentiles, ethnically Hispanic. We know that. But the reason Paul emphasized that through Messiah, that we're, we're one blood, we're one nation of people, is to get, the, you know, in the, in the early church, there was conflict between Gentiles being grafted in. They didn't understand right. it, okay? Yes. We're having the same thing happen today with our ethnic divisions. And we've got to sit down as, as African-Americans, as white folks, as Hispanic folks, and we've got to say, wait a minute, guys. Our primary purpose is we are in the kingdom. We are a kingdom 
in a nation. We're from another country. We're from another, that's what Paul taught. We are from another world, another country. Our priority should be unifying around Jesus Christ, Amen. the power of his blood, the power of the Holy Spirit to deliver, and let all this other stuff drop by the wayside. Uh, because I'm telling you, between the talking heads of a secular media that's ungodly, that literally despises Christianity, and preachers, pardon me, who are man be pamby who will not preach the truth anymore, and it becomes so sensitive to the feelings of other people, that they're not giving people the power of the gospel. There's a power in the preaching of the Word of God. Amen. Uh, there's, oh, I feel it. There's radical conviction, radical conversion. Saul of Tarsus was a radical conversion. There's a radical conversion that should come. And so I want to encourage, and what I see, I, this is just part of it. I see the enemy attempting to disunify and break apart the body of Christ by racial and ethnic division. It has to stop. And preachers, it has to start with you. You have to get behind your pulpit. If you're African-American, Caucasian, Hispanic, you're going to say, folks, we are the body of Christ first. We are the kingdom first. We are and I know this is going to sound heavy for some people. I'm a Christian first. I'm an American next. Amen. I love America. But that's biblical. I'm a, I'm a believer. That, that, I'm a believer. That is so important. You're looking at, you know, Everything that could be divided was divided in the last eight years. Mm -hmm. I mean, people were divided even with themselves. And I mean, it was just amazing how many things were divided. But we've got to begin to say, okay, well, maybe we weren't supposed to be united with that. But we need to be united with each other as the church. Absolutely. And there's all, I mean, Jesus prayed it, you know, in John 17, spent a little while. And he's talking to the Father and saying, listen, I pray that they would be one as we are one, them and us, us and them, that the world will know. Our unity is supernaturally, lest the world know that God loves them as much as he loves his son. So it's, the enemy's always going to be fighting against mm -hmm. that. The solution, I think about this, I don't know if we have that. We have T.D. Jakes and he's talking about the solution to that, 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 that um, society's trying to have a conversation that only um, the church can resolve mm -hmm. in regards to race. As a matter of fact, take a look now. The church needs to be leading the way in this conversation. Where is the church? That the church is totally silent about race. We're, we, we are ourselves dysfunctional right. in our ability. We're family, but we're a dysfunctional family because we cannot talk about the elephant in the middle of the room. Right. And until we do, then the people in the street are taking up the conversation. And I think that they are God's judgment on a silent church. Oh. This is so important when you hear what T.D. Jakes is saying, that the world is trying to have a conversation about something they cannot resolve. That's right. And one of the most segregated moments in America, as Dr. King said, is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock. We still, the church still has to get to that point. And it makes me think about Revelation 7, 9. This is the end in mind. This is what the revelation of Christ is about. He says, talking about the revelation of heaven. He says, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, mm. that means every ethnic group, every tribe, every people, every language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. And they were wearing white robes, which means, didn't matter what color your skin is, you're going to be wearing a white robe. And we're holding, and you were holding, uh, and you were holding uh, palm branches in their hands. And so the future is about us 
all together in unity. We have to push past the world's discussion about race and realize we're a new ethnos. We're a new race in Christ Jesus. Yes, we identify, we let our, we celebrate our diversity in regards to how God created us, but we're only one in Christ Jesus. We're, we have one head, one body. We do many parts. And so we have to begin to set the agenda. And we talk about that and walk that out with civil Christianity. Uh, civil Christianity is all about, you know, walking together in unity and agreement. And one thing that we do with that is we have the same 10 commitments that Dr. King had those that walk with him sign. Mm-hmm. Because you need to, people need to walk in agreement. It's amazing some of the things that are going on that uh, it's like, that, that's, that's not of God at all. And, but you got to be able to know that because uh, it, it, you can hurt a whole bunch of people by letting a radical person stand up there and you say you're in agreement w- with them, but then they do some wild stuff. And so what this happens with civil Christianity, it's about you know being civil, learning how to be a civil Christian in a civil land, and begin to walk in unity as the church. And there's nothing more beautiful than when we all come together. And uh, I want to encourage you, don't forget to go to a break right now. And we have so much more we want to talk about, but realize our Father wants us to all get along. If there ever was a time for the church to model that, this is that hour and this is that time. This, this is the time. This is what our Father wants. Our greatest witness is our unity and our love for each other. And, and unifying doesn't mean just getting rid of who you are, but it definitely means dying to yourself mm-hmm. and coming together and allowing Christ to, to be the, the commonality of what's going on. I have an offer for you. It's, a, it's a part two of an offer. We talked about a previous offer, but it stands alone. It's called Faith Mindsets, how to begin to create Create faith. How does God create faith in our life? Several, I'm talking about five or six different ways of what the faith can be created in your life. This is a free gift for you, for your partnership of any amount. It's our partners that help us stay online. As a matter of fact, here's, the, here's some more information on the offer. Offer 2024, Faith Mindsets Matter, Part 2. Discover how the Lord creates faith and the importance of faith, hope, and love. There is nothing more exciting than to see the goodness of God respond to our confidence in His good plans for us and others, faith. This message explores six ways the Lord creates and increases our faith and how we don't have to settle for small faith. Not only will you be inspired as you gain more understanding of how you can be proactive in the increasing of your faith, the foundation of the three most important pillars in the kingdom of God, faith, hope, and love, are laid out to give a fuller understanding and how love is not only required, but our reward. Partner now by going to vfntv.com and clicking on Partner Now. Or write to us by mail at vfntv at 40 West Nine Mile Road, number 2, PMB 360, Pensacola, Florida, 32534. Or call us at 844-408-3688. That's Offer 2024, Faith Mindsets Matter, Part 2. Discover how the Lord creates faith and the importance of faith, hope, and love. Conversation Light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. Is religion banned in the workplace? This is Law and Justice with Jay Sekulow. 
The question was that I send trainees on a training trip for a couple of weeks, and they are typically put together with roommates in hotels. I've had a trainee who she likes to read her Bible and have quiet meditation time, and she's concerned that having a roommate would interfere with that. When you have a situation like this, it depends on your policy. If the policy is for economic reasons that you have the employees have roommates, then she should have a roommate also, and she certainly can go to a quiet place in the hotel and uh, study the Bible. You don't want to do anything to interfere with her sincerely held religious beliefs or Bible study or times of prayer. You should try to accommodate that, obviously. But I, I don't think you have to exclude your general policy of having roommates if that's the company's policy. As long as it's equally enforced, there should be no problem. For more information about your rights in the workplace, visit us on our website at aclj.org. That's aclj.org. Hi, this is John Maxwell and Bert Malat from Helselt, Belgium, uh, who's a coach and a trainer, has sent in the word congruence. And this continues in our series to coaches and speakers uh, with Minute with Maxwell of, of coming alongside of you and just taking a word and, and just kind of maybe applying it to what you do as a leader and as a coach. Now, congruence really means that what I do and what I say matches up. And it's impossible to lead when a leader's actions and a leader's words are different. All it does is create a mass confusion among followers. And yet, so many times, leaders' actions and and, and their words don't match. And I have found myself in my own leadership life. It's easier to tell somebody what to do than to show somebody what to do. It's easier to ask somebody to, to do something and not do it ourselves. I mean, talking is quite cheap and it's quite easy. Doing is a little bit more difficult. But here's what I know. The credibility of a leader is determined by not only what he or she says, but the congruence and the ability to do and match up and march to the same words that they've just suggested that you and I follow. Uh, Values, vision, things that are so important to a leader's life. We have to show those things to them. People do what people see. Example is, I think, the greatest asset of a leader. Leadership is visual. So the next time you're ready to move your people, make sure that the words you say and the actions you do match. And if they do, come together in congruence. Good good news for you, my friend. Your people will follow you. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. This is so exciting listening to these words and you know what God is saying and doing. We have to be on our guard and set the example, like T.D. Jake says, to be able to, to be that uniting voice. And what it is, you just can't follow the people in the world. They're going to talk about you know some of these prophetic words coming out. There's people who are in a church building who profess to be Christians, but they hate folks. Yeah. They hate people because of their race. They hate people because of whatever reason. And God says, if you say you, you know me and you love me, but you don't love your brother, he said, you're, it's not true. And so we're known by our love for each other. And so we can't buy into what this hate and division and discord, we can't allow that to happen. So many things have been accomplished by so many for so long. we got a ways to go, but we can't do away with the progress that we had. And one of the specific ways we can turn it back, and Chuck Pierce nailed it when he gave that prophetic word, that once we started being racist towards the Jews, when mm. our former president anti-Semitism, as we call it that, and it needs to be called in the language that people understand it, which is racism towards a Jew. And so our last president 
you know, was very anti-Semitic in his responses towards Israel. Well, this is our new president, President Trump's not. And so God will forgive us. So we, don't, we, we can understand now we're going to begin to heal in those areas. If mm-hmm. we allow God to begin to, 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 to heal us, and, we, and there needs to be a lot of healing because the past administration took the pain of people who were already hurting from things that happened in the past and used it to promote their agenda That's and right. did not meet the needs of the people. It was crazy what happened, but God is going to heal. He's going to deliver. You got to let that baggage go, you know, forgive. That's the currency of the kingdom of God and, and unite and come together. And we're excited about being a part of that with VFN Kingdom Business. You can find out more go, by going to vfnkb.org. This next prophetic word uh, that Perry Stone talks about is, is uh, uh, Balaam, the spirit of Balaam and disaster, but also you know, some disasters are, are going to happen. And we've been talking about when you go to our prophecies now on vfntv.com, we have before October 2016 and after 2016 because um, God spoke and just turned everything. And he told me specifically that, you know, President Trump would be the president of the United States, that people would get the White House back and that, you know, this is what he's going to do. And so, but a lot of those words before 2016 are still going to come to pass. We just want to make sure people understood that dividing line. Context, right. The context of it. And this is, this is great because you're looking at mercy triumphing over justice that's taking place. But listen to Perry Stone talk about the spirit of Balaam, the disasters, and jubilee, double jubilee. Take a look. I, one of the things, and, I, and we won't have time to talk about this, but we went into our studio to, to make available for you, as you know, your ministry. Right a teaching that the Lord gave me many years ago. I saw it years ago, and I kept it in my spirit. You know what? I have never seen what you taught. So you, 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 I know you're it familiar with it. You always listen to all the, all the material that comes up to you. Uh, oh, I'm saying I have never seen what I read of this. On that, okay. No. One of the things was the strategy of Balaam. And uh, it, it, it made no sense. I'm going to go through this real quick. It made no sense that Balaam's name was so negative in the Bible when if you go to the book of Numbers, he was told to curse Israel, right? But he didn't really curse them. He came back later and said, I can't curse what God has blessed. Now, did he take the money? Yes. And so there was a compromise there. But I realized as I started reading Revelation, I read Numbers, and I started reading Jewish history, this man did something to try to cause God to turn against his own people. That's the Balaam strategy. And it's the strategy of the enemy. It's the strategy. If I were to sum up a strategy of Satan, I would sum it up in the phrase, the Balaam strategy. And the reason we only have so much time in each segment, and I know I'm going to run out of time here, but it would take about 15 to 20 minutes to explain it in detail. But it's really what is happening in the United States right now. It's, it's definitely it. Well, you use a word in your description about compromise. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. Well, when I, when I, being a minister of the word, I was raised in a full gospel church where I saw the nine gifts of the spirit operate. Compromise would be for me to deny what I saw. I'm compromising what I saw. I saw miracles of healing under Dr. T.L. Lowry and great men of God that literally gorders would disappear. I mean, men that couldn't walk. If I were to say I saw it and I know what the word says, but I don't believe that. I've totally, completely compromised. Uh, so we think, we think of compromise as only being sin. But I'm telling you, people are compromising the faith that was once delivered to the saints. There are people who believe that Jesus was, a, there's Christians who believe he was a prophet, but we're just not sure he was the son of God. They even did a survey with some mainline nominal ministers who don't even believe Jesus was resurrected from the dead. 
So my point is that there's I could a tell you a lot worse oh. that they're, they're doing right now. But that, but then I had a guest that said I gotta watch my mouth. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> see there, see there, you took the, you took that word. Okay. But what, the comp what, the what, comp what is going to happen in America? Just brief. Two two quick things. There's going to be two parallel tracks. There will be some very great national, nat, 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 uh, national natural disasters in the next few years. People are seeing it prophetically all over the place. That's going to happen. We have to be prepared for that. Um, at the same time, and I want to say this very quickly, the real Jubilee year was not last year. The real Jubilee year is this year. Amen. For real. This is the Jubilee cycle. So you're looking at this is the Jubilee cycle, talking about even double Jubilee I heard about. Yes. And it makes sense. It's just a miraculous, merciful time. God's doing great things. And uh, I want to be able to get this in before the break because Rich Vera, we, we've actually had him on the program, his messages a couple of times, and he's accurate. He hears accurately. I like what he says, you know, in regards to, you know, if God's doing it, I'm for it. That's just what it is. And so many people are stuck on these divides in their mindset. It's like God's not divided. God loves us all. As a matter of fact, he prophesied about Alzheimer's and cancer you know, beginning to uh, heal or uh, a cure coming. And that's a powerful thing, you know, but you got to step out. And I want to encourage you that it's so tempting when people, when you share what God says to you, them to shut you down because of the fact that they don't believe it, they critique it, they criticize it, they put it in a box. And next thing you know, you're taking the very living word God gave you mm. and you're putting it up somewhere. And they don't even know they killed it. They don't even know their mouth was used to kill it. You got to say, stay strong. Don't share, share your words with people like that. You know, but just stay strong. But if you share it with the wrong folks, it's like you'll like put your uh, yeah. your pearls like like the pigs will stomp them in the mud. And yeah, I believe that's that, yeah. that's a prophetic word that our brother John Kilpatrick released this year. That the intimidated shy preacher, that's the uh, uh, a prophet. Prophet, is, yeah, is going to be gone. Seer, seers and prophet will be Even gone. Prophesy those things that God's putting on you. Because th things begin to happen when you say what God showed you. you know, one thing that was said by John G. Lake was, you know. Whatever God shows you in a prophetic encounter for a dream, for example, speak it out boldly because God's going to do exactly. Nothing will be impossible for you is what he said. Well, what Rich, well, this is Rich Vera talking about, that cure, that prophetic word of Sid is talking to us. You understand because we're going to deliver some other words that he, he had uh, shared. But first I want you to hear about cancer and Alzheimer's. Take a look. He said that he saw we were on the brink of a cure for Alzheimer's. We were on the brink of a cure for cancer. Uh, but guess what? We've been seeing in the headlines exactly what you prophesied. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Rich, this is so exciting, isn't it? I mean, God, our God is totally 100% in control of all things. I mean, he's in charge of all things. I mean, and that he can, he can do anything he wants to. We're going to go to this break and come back, and we're going to talk about what uh, Rich is talking about, loosing... Uh, not just words, but loosen the Spirit of God to begin to move when we lose these prophetic words that God's given us. But first, let's break. This is VFN TV, where we're keeping the conversation light. Follow us online at VFNTV.com. We'll be right back. Just like a tear to go and blur out. Another showed up in my mailbox with no tracks in the snow. Just like You're not thinking about going back there, are you? I gotta do something. This is all I got. Ain't it just like love to leave a mark on the skin and underneath? 
Now you got racists blaming each other. You got police blaming the people, the people blaming the police. You got parents blaming children, children blaming parents. When are we gonna seek his face? When are we gonna turn? Welcome, welcome back. We are loosing prophetic words. We're trying to help create this new language for this new season that, that God has taken us in. You are going to need these this dialect mm-hmm. to be able to, to, to confess. As a matter of fact, uh, Rich Vera talks about right here in this prophetic word when he's talking to said Roth about, you know, it's not just words we're loosing. We're, it's the Spirit of God begins to move and angels begin to move to fulfill what God's word is here on earth. As a matter of fact, let's go there now. It's a prophecy from Rich Vera. I'm, I'm amazed. You know, the, the prophetic is not about releasing words. It's about releasing spirits. Yes. You know, and when people are in the same spirit, the prophetic spirit, there is a spirit that's really being released upon the people. And I believe today around the world, you and your houses, God is releasing a spirit of what we're talking about that's going to impact your life, is going to impact the nations of the world. I see an incredible uprising in nations that is going to take place starting this season. I saw Egypt coming into an incredible revival in mm. Egypt. There's going to be a Holy Ghost bomb that's going to be dropped on Egypt. And the Holy Spirit is going to, I mean, the miracle signs and wonders that are going to come out of Egypt is going to shake the entire region. This is the season for the nations. This is the season that God is going to sort out the true vessels that he has called and anoint against the ones that are self-appointed. We are in a season that God is going to separate and it's going to be an incredible time to behold. This is so exciting. You know, think about President Sisi uh, in Egypt and how um, the people placed him in power because prior to that, our president and others mm-hmm. had the Muslim Brotherhood in power. Yeah. And they turned that around. They uh, made it illegal again for the Muslim Brotherhood to be in Egypt. He became, he's a friend of, the, of Christians. He's a friend of Israel. And now the prophetic word is they're gonna, there's going to be revival that's exciting. It's very exciting. That's exciting, especially they yes. share the border with Israel. Yes. Looks like God's going to be ministering and doing some things in, in Israel as well as uh, Egypt. That's right. going to be an awesome encounter. Yeah, and you can see the groundwork. You've been with, with, us, with us on the program, you see how God has been just setting things in place for this day because prior to him getting into power under uh, Morsi, which was a Muslim Brotherhood, they were they hurt killing Christians and oh, yeah. burning down churches and and running, uh, they closed down the, the Israeli embassy and all those things took place, but now that whole thing shifted, right? Well, it reminds me of your, your, the prophetic word that God gave you, that the seed of evil will come down yes. and the seed of righteous will rise. Yes. And it's exactly what happened because uh, President Morsi was taken down and arrested and convicted. Yeah, and when you're, that's, it's such a powerful thing to begin to share what God said to you because normally if, it's, if God's gonna do something, it's because it's not being done, which means you have to speak things boldly and in faith in a season that's the opposite of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And when I was losing that word, when God told me very specifically about that, was it looked totally different. I mean, it was totally different. And But guess what? God was just letting us know what He's going to do. He says He doesn't do anything unless He reveals it prophetically first to His prophets, and it's true. He let us know. He's gonna, and so it's the beginning of taking down. I mean, think about even the, the vice president or the leader of Venezuela, and uh, the fact that he was escorting reportedly, allegedly, drugs across Venezuela, that's cocaine-type drugs coming into mm. our country, and it just got shut down, you know? And it's like everybody's going to start straightening up. 
in the world. God has just got an, an anointing. We'll find out more about that in this next program probably. But Rich Vera also talks about when we speak these words out, you know, and, and it looses the Spirit of God to begin to do the things that God wants to do, it, it, it attracts things. It attracts, I mean, you know, we're attracting one thing or the other, but when we're speaking what God says, we're attracting the will of God here on earth. As a matter of fact, take a look. Yeah, you know, Christmas Day, I, I woke up with this vision and, and the voice of the Lord spoke to me and says, I'm releasing the law of attraction over my people. So I sat down and i am never heard that before. And as I'm getting off the bed, I heard the verse that says, he that has more shall be given. And he that don't have what he has shall be taken away. So I'm going to the bathroom thinking like, what in the world this means? And the Lord just downloaded information. And he says, we're living in a season where all the seeds that have been sown. And I'm not just talking about money. Prayer, faithfulness, people that stuck to church faithfully. All the seeds that we have shown in love, in kindness. This is the season that God is going to literally activate it. That is going to come back to us, the seeds that we sow. Okay. Not just financially, not just financially, right. but also includes financial. This is so important. And so even though you might be feeling bad, say, you know what? I'm feeling good. Even though you make your account may look low, you say, I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. And it, this is the year of wealth transfer, as we talked about, as Pastor Kilpatrick from Church of His Presence talked about. And wealth is being transferred. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. And I'm righteous in Christ Jesus, not my own works. And begin to take these literally a pill, a gospel pill every day. Mm. Begin to confess what God's word is, because we're 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 always moving something. We're you know we are attracting something. I think about when I was reading Bill Johnson's book under uh, it's called God is Good. Bill Johnson from Bethel, and he talks about that. Can you re- read that part? Sure. Yeah, Bill writes the decree itself is important because we're just like speaking things out. Right. The decree itself is important because some things don't manifest until they're spoken. So that's important. So the language that we're loosing over these programs, and quite a few of them, is to get you, you may listen to these programs and watch them over and over until it's just inside of you. We're praying over these mm-hmm. words. There are invitations to come in. But speaking it out, it's just, it begins to, to, to activate things when we speak it out. If we realized how what we say attracts spiritual reinforcements, angelic or demons, we'd be much more careful in in and watch what we say. So he said the angelic or demonic was attracted by a word. So the law of attraction he's talking about. And so Bill Johnson's agreeing mm-hmm. with Rich Vera and saying that, you know, we're always losing something. And the thing about it is there is no in-between between the demonic and the angelic. You know, demonic yeah. is fallen angels. So you're looking at the, you know, God's angels are waiting for us to agree with God so they can move in our life to be able to do those things. And you don't even have to be seeing it because faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you don't see. It's being in agreement with what God says and you'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living when you begin to get in agreement with what He's saying. That's right. He goes on to say, we'll also be more deliberate in proclaiming what is true. God is in charge and longs to manifest His goodness everywhere. So He's waiting to manifest His goodness when we get in agreement with Based it. Based upon what we declare of right. His Word. And, and one area is healing. That's what, that's what Bill's talking about, Bill Johnson. That he, you know, just as much as he hates sin, he hates sickness. And how he dealt with sin, he also dealt with sickness. And mm-hmm. so he wants to heal folks. And we have to begin to speak out the will of God that he, laying hands on the sick wasn't our idea. It's God's idea. We're just obeying God and what He's doing. So you think about Bill Johnson was nailing exactly, nailing it for what uh, Rich Vera was saying. Mm -hmm. And we just got to begin, you know, we're known 
by the confession that we have. We're not known by some hidden decision. We make a decision personally, but we live it out publicly. And so we begin, we got, while we're giving you this, this new language for this new season is so you can begin to get an agreement with it. I want to encourage, I don't care where you are in the United States or where you are in the world, get an agreement. God is shifting the world. A billion soul harvest is getting prepared to come in. It's going to take all of us to work together to be able to bring it in. It's going to be the most exciting days ever. Uh, a great release of uh, wealth transfers coming so that the kingdom can be funded to be able to do these different things. And it's like, you know, I want to be available for that. Amen. I want to be a part of that. And I think about, you know, this is the year of breakthrough, but it's a year of breakthrough for you. If you, God's not going to sweep you off your feet with breakthrough. You're going to believe what God has said and you're going to walk in and confess breakthrough. That's right. And prepare for it. Prepare. Yeah, exactly. The man who prepares for it is the man who actually believes there's breakthrough. Somebody says, well, I'll see if it's going to be a breakthrough. And it's like, you probably not. No breakthrough for you, buddy. Because <laughs> I, I see means there's no Hebrews 11, 1, which is by faith. Yeah. Faith is being sure what you hope for and certain of what you do, don't see. So what God wants us to do is believe what he said. We're covering these words. I mean, begin to believe. Our next program, you're going to have to catch us in our next program program because we're going to talk about, have you have you been praying for somebody? I'm like, for years, 40 years you've been praying for someone, maybe 10 years, maybe five years, and they just seem stuck and you don't know, you're about to give up and the Lord's going to, he's got a word coming in this next uh, program, you got to catch it, about how those, those, those lost loved ones, those ones that just seem stuck and their minds are stuck and their hearts stuck, God's going to break them loose and they're going begin, to begin to turn, begin to, all these prayers that you prayed weren't in vain. They're, the harvest is about to come in for these prayers just suddenly. And it's going to be so exciting because you've been talking to people and it just seems like there's like, you know, a wall, like you're prophesying to a wall, talking to a wall. God's going to change their heart. We're going to talk about the presidential election, what, how, what God's saying about President Trump and how even he's going to give him a heart about praying and, and being able to shift nations and uh, just so many different things and how we as Christians, we need to take notes on what God is doing in the world because we'll communicate to the next generation what God has done. But I want to pray with you right now. Father God, I love you. We thank you, God, for, for speaking and your encouraging words, Lord God. We thank you, Father God, for, for uh, uh, Rich Vera, Lord, and for Cindy Jacobs, Lord God, and for Perry Stone, Lord, and for all who are boldly stepping up and just confessing and professing what you've released, God. We thank you that a cure for cancer is coming, that a cure for Alzheimer's is coming. We thank you revival is coming. And I pray for each and every one now, Lord, that you would stir their heart in faith, God, to be encouraged, God, to begin to confess these words in their life, Father God. And Lord, we ask you, Lord, that you would end abortion, yes. send revival, send a third grade awakening, we pray in Jesus' name. God bless. See you next program. We want to give a special thanks to all of our sponsors and partners. Visit VFNTV.com and visit our sponsors for all of their contact information, phone numbers, web addresses, emails. Call them today. I'm your host, Greg Lancaster, and we're so glad that you joined us. Don't forget you can join us 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download our app and sign up for our newsletter, The Torch, at VFNTV.com. I've enjoyed our time together. God bless. Chris, isn't abiding, spending time with the Lord just an awesome thing? Oh, it definitely is. And, that, you know, abiding is something that's just totally changed my life.
you know, there was a point in time that I didn't even think that I could, I could hear from God. I didn't know that I could spend time with God and, and hear from him. And it, it's just, it's just amazing. And I can't tell you how many times that through abiding that God spoke to me something that morning that I needed that day. There was something that came up that God spoke to me and to be able to encourage somebody else, or it was to help me through a particular situation that I was, you know, that God knew that I was going to run into that day. It's like, it's like a, it's like a chain link event where God gives you a rhema word for that, a living, active, breathing word that it, it blesses you, exactly. but it blesses another person, yes. another person is living. And active. Oh yeah. Yes. And it's just, you know, it just continues. It just keeps going and going, you know? It's exciting, isn't it's it? It's very exciting. We can do this for the rest of our lives. Yes, the rest of our lives. And it's just, you know, to to be able to commune with the creator of the universe. Awesome. You know, and he's, he speaks to you, and he speaks to you clearly. Right. And he speaks to you the way that you hear. Right. You know, because, you know, we don't all hear the same way, but right. but God knows, you know, how to speak to us. And, right. And it's just awesome. It's just it's such a, it's powerful. You know, it's life-changing. Yeah. When you, you abide with the Lord, like he talks about in John 15, you know, apart from abiding in him, we can accomplish nothing. When we do that at the beginning of our day, the day is nothing but amen mm-hmm. instead of, oh no, mm-hmm. because God's already spoken to us about our day. Maybe you're thinking, you know, I want that life. I want to be able to abide with God. Listen, we have a simple plan available for you right now. It's free. All you have to do is go to iabide.org. That's iabide.org and request your free plan today. Listen, you're called, and by the way, you can't do anything outside of abiding with the Lord. That's iabide.org.